Hello, Light Shine family and friends. This is Dale Reidenauer. And we live in uncertain and so anxious times. So I thought it'd be good to spend a little time talking about our anxieties. Uh, some things that you need to know about anxiety is that, uh, first of all, it's universal. All of us experience in some time in life, anxiety, in some form, at some level, we are all anxious. And anxiety is, is automatic. It happens to us. We don't say one day, well, I, you know, I think I'll be anxious today. No, we find ourselves experiencing anxiety over external events, which we have little or no control, or Things in which are in the future, like nervousness about a speech I have to give in a couple days. Um, and so we feel anxiety. It happens to us. Also, we need to be aware that anxiety is contagious. It can begin in a group with one person and spread to the entire group. So we can catch anxiety from other people, like uh, a virus that we get from other people that is contagious. Anxiety is contagious as well. So we have to be careful about anxiety because we can spread it. But the other side is also true, that one person in a group can help that group be less anxious, can bring the anxiety level down. That's why it's important for leaders at this time to show calm, uh, a sense of hope, a sense of reality, to know exactly where we are and what's really true. But through their demeanor, they can help tamp down anxiety. So anxiety is contagious, but it also can be contagious the other way. A person who is less anxious can help the group be less anxious. And now here's an important thought. Anxiety can lower our immune system. In this time, when we're facing a pandemic, where we're not certain who will get the virus and who won't, we make ourselves more susceptible to a disease if we have greater anxiety. And so to protect ourselves and our families, we want to be able to lessen the anxiety. Anxiety often escalates. It can cause a system like a group to overload. And when this happens in an individual or in a group, when there's an overload of anxiety, what happens is that logic and reason is thrown out the window. That's where mob behavior comes from. The anxiety within that group grows and grows and grows until it's, the system is overloaded and they start acting irrationally. And anxiety can be additive. We all have some anxiety. It's a part of life. But we add to that the coronavirus and our own anxieties that we already have within us, and our anxiety level increases. So anxiety is additive. It doesn't just stay at, uh, at one level. So having said that, that anxiety is <clears throat> something that happens to us, 
uh, it is an emotion that happens to us that anxiety is um, contagious, can lower immune system, it often escalates and can lead to mob mentality. Anxiety is additive. We add to it and it grows. Having said all of that, let me say that not all anxiety is bad. Some anxiety is helpful. It can help us be better people. For example, if we have to give a speech in a couple of days, that anxiety helps us prepare, and then it helps us as we give the speech to know that uh, that we're we're sharp, we're alert, we're aware, and so it can help us. There's a story that I love of the great Lionel Barrymore, the great uh, stage actor, and uh, a seminary professor brought preaching students to Lionel Barrymore to have him give them tips on. Uh, presentations, and so they had a, a Q&A time, and one student asked Lionel Barrymore, well, uh, Mr. Barrymore, do you ever get nervous? And he shot back very quickly and abruptly, of course I get nervous. I'm a racehorse and not a cow, implying that cows are content and don't get nervous. But racehorses do. They get antsy. They, they get jittery. You can see them. They're anxious, ready to go. And so he gets nervous because it helps him stay sharp. Anxiety not only can help us stay sharp, but it helps us to focus on what is the most important. Anxiety can lead us to ask ultimate questions. It raises the questions about what is ultimate? What is the most important? And I pray that these anxious times that we're having over the coronavirus will help us to get in touch with God. God is always reaching out to us and our anxiety may be the finger of God prodding us to turn toward God. So the anxiety may be working well on us. And I hope it isn't to the level that it is counterproductive or unhelpful. Well, because anxiety can help us look at the ultimate, decide what is the most important, it raises question about the ultimate, I would encourage you to see this time of the coronavirus, the sheltering in place, not as a house arrest. Well, it's forced on me. I have to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to get out and, and be active. So instead of it being house arrest, I pray that you will see it as a spiritual sabbatical. Time to rest in God. To get in touch with the sovereign God of history and of time. And a time to lay your anxiety at God's feet as a sacrifice. So see this time as a sabbatical. A sabbatical when you can deal with ultimate things. 
Now, there, of course, there are many classic ways <clears throat> to do this. Pray, obviously. Read Scripture. And if you want to read Scripture, you can start anywhere. Psalms are the, probably the best place because they deal with all the human emotions. Psalm 91, and my favorite is Psalm 73. And read Isaiah 40, 21 to 31. Isaiah 40, 21 to 31. Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God. John 14, where Jesus tells us he is preparing a place for us. So, read scripture. But you don't have to do it alone. Do it with a, well, you can't have a group. But with your spouse, with your family, spend time reading and talking about scripture. One of the things that Dave Rohde, the pastor at uh, Westminster, has suggested is that people go and walk and meditate at the labyrinth that they have there. That's the way to be a little bit active, but also as you walk, you pray, you meditate, you think about God. Pray with a friend over the phone. Talk with them. Share your anxieties. Sing hymns spiritual songs, write a journal, listen in silence, and this is really hard to do, but listen in silence for God's voice. Start small. Two minutes. Move it up to three minutes, five minutes, and as you're able to do it, continue to listen for God's voice. Now, there's one verse that helps me, and it's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Let me read that. To you. Uh, I'm having a hard time finding it because I don't have my glasses on. They went somewhere. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Here it is. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So did you get that? One, uh, two little verses. Have no anxiety about anything. Now, how can that possibly be? How could Paul even say that? Have no anxiety about if anxiety is universal, happens to all of us, and it's not something that we manufacture, but is simply imposed upon us. How can Paul say that? Well, Paul is saying it because, as you read on, have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, in all of your life, in every single corner, every aspect of your life, by prayer. So he's saying, pray. One of the ways we deal with anxiety is by prayer. So it is remotely possible by prayer. And prayer is an indication that you need and you want God's help. And prayer aligns our priorities. It puts us in touch with the ultimate, with who's in charge, and it is also an act of faith. It shows that you believe just because you pray is an act of expressing belief, faith, and it indicates you want help. 
And then he says, in prayer and supplication. Supplication is simply asking prayer, where you pray for what you know, you want. And it's perfectly legitimate to ask for specific things that you need from God. But then he says, with thanksgiving. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. He adds that because when you're thankful, it shows the gratitude that you have that shows that you know the source of your blessings. And when you know the source, you want to thank them. Someone give you a great present, something that you totally didn't expect, and it's something you needed, something you wanted, you would express thanksgiving to them. So when you recognize the source of your blessings, you want to thank God, and that gratitude can change your entire life. It can even bring down your anxiety. So make your prayers with thanksgiving. And then he says, let your requests be made known to God. God wants to know your needs because God desires to help. Don't be afraid to ask for specific things, as I said earlier. And so, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me in this time of a, of a pandemic and protect my family. And may we as light shine through this experience grow in faith. That's my request to God. The promise then is that the peace of God which passes all understanding the secular mind cannot get its mind around the possibility that God, God can and wants to grant us peace, calm, lessened anxiety in this time against, of war against a silent and invisible enemy. They can't comprehend that it's possible. But God gives a peace, a real joy that isn't happiness, it's beyond happiness. And it is joy in the face of difficulty. He wants to give us a sense of peace in the midst of this pandemic. So my prayer for you is that you will, that God will grant you his peace in these anxious times. Amen. And I trust that this is helpful for you. Amen.